Des Moines. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Former Iowa Hawkeye defensive tackle and pro bowler for the Green Bay Packers, Mike Daniels, is being cut by Green Bay. A foot injury limited him to 10 games a year ago. Daniels was due to make $7.6 million in the last year of his contract, and the cut clears $8.3 million of cap space for Green Bay. Last night in Major League Baseball, it's being called the Game of the Year. The Yankees in Minnesota to face the Twins. Minnesota saw an 8-2 lead dissipate, and after giving up the lead, Miguel Sano goes deep. A high drive to left center field. Sano plovers one. And the Twins retake the lead. A 457-foot home run gave the Twins a short-lived lead as Aaron Hicks gives it back to the Bombers. Hits this one deep in the air to left field. That ball is gone! Aaron Hicks delivers a two-out, two-run blow. In the 10th, the Yankees put a two-spot on the board. The Twins with the bases loaded, two outs. The final play. Kepler lines that in the air to left center. Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch! The call from the Yes Network in a wild 14-12 Yankee victory. Cardinals pick up another win as Jose Martinez goes deep. And Martinez sends a fly ball out to deep right center. At the wall, gone! It's a home run the opposite way. The call from Fox Sports Midwest. Another night, another victory for the Giants. This time in 13 as Pablo Sandoval walks it off. The pitch to him. Swing, and there's a drive in the deep left field. Way back there. Still going. Way back. The leap. Adios! Pelota! And the Panda has won it. The call from KNBR in San Francisco in a 5-4 walk-off victory. The Cubs lead now down to a half game over the Cardinals in the NL Central. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. More appreciation for this guy's career than I did when he was having his career, if you will. The movie helped you out? Yeah, the movie, and I'd see him in concert at yeah. uh, Caesars uh, a couple of years ago before he ended his uh, uh, stint in Las Vegas. Uh, anyways, welcome back. Final hour of the program. David Kaplan in about 10 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, and then Mark Morehouse at 11.35 or thereabouts. We will talk uh, Hawkeye football with Mark. Real quick, before we get into the Cyhawk and your first kind of how you envision this thing playing out, we won't hold you to it, mm-hmm. nor do I expect you to hold me to it. Right. Um, Mike These are Dan- July conversations. Right, exactly. Mike Daniels, will he be out of work this time tomorrow? Because <laughs> I'm not so yeah. sure. I, I think that's a good point. I, I I don't think he's going to get the nearly $8 million he was due this year. True. But he's going to pick. There will be suitors. There will be suitors. He banged up last year. Uh-huh. I think he was limited to ten games. I, I think is what I read. It was he was a disruptor when he's healthy. Oh, there's no doubt. Now I wonder, besides salary cap ramifications, which are always important mm-hmm. when you get these veteran players, 
as he went through OTAs, did they see, you know what, this is not oh, the same guy? Yeah, perhaps. That he is limited, that that foot injury has taken a lot away, and the other injuries that he's had throughout his career, that this isn't the same guy. It, it has to be at least a small part. For Mike Daniels, I hope it's a very small part. Mm-hmm. He's able to bounce back and maybe not be the pro bowler that he was, would still be a really good defense attack. Yeah, I was shocked, Trent, when the news came out today. Uh, look, he's a, he's a good player on that defense. Mm-hmm. There were times you would watch the Packers and he would dominate that defensive line and um, did did so consistently and was rewarded for doing so uh, in his last contract. I, I'm with you. I think you'll probably be out of work about a day and a half and he'll be able to pick and choose where he wants to go. I anticipate he'll try and find a team that he thinks and his agent think that uh, – have a legitimate chance to perhaps win a Super Bowl and and choose that one. I don't know. He is uh, a different kind of guy. Likes comic books. I remember that. A little goofy. Yep, yep. He was at Comic-Con. He was dressed up. Not just going to a comic book convention. Oh, he played a role, did he? But dressed up okay. to do it. Nice. Not what you normally see out of your defensive tackle. <laughs> no, no, indeed. All right, let's spend a few minutes on this. We don't have a ton of time to do it. Maybe should have uh, uh, carved up more time to do so. But I wanted to get your just your first thoughts. Um, uh, low scoring, high scoring, two really, I think, two good defenses. Um, I like Iowa State's offense, our defensive line better, but the the best defensive lineman on the field is wearing a Hawkeye uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I Offense or defense going to dominate this game? I don't see any way that this thing gets over 40 points. I'm with you. Short of overtime. Scoring. It's 24-17. I mean, it's yes. 24-21. 20, some, some, something like that. I mean, 13-13 in overtime, we get a couple of short touchdowns in OT, and mm-hmm. we, we go three or four OTs. All right. That's one thing. Somebody asked me, what do you think the total will be in this game? I said, whatever it is, I'm betting the under right away. Well, yeah, it'll be in the upper 40s or 50s probably. Oh, probably 50. it's not, not going to be you that high, think so is in it? a college no. game? I bet it is, Trent. I bet it's higher than you think. I think this is destined for like a 44 and a hook. Something to that mm-hmm. range. Mid-40s more. Maybe even lower. But I think whatever the number comes out as, I think it'll very quickly adjust. Because I like... You and like me, I think there's going to be a lot of people that both feel the same way that not a ton of points. See, I don't know if it'll be. You think the number's 44 and a half? Yeah, I would go. That's where I would put it. If I got a call from a sports book director here in town saying, hey, need a number for the over under, mm-hmm. I'd be certainly in that mid 40s range. By the way, hearing some chatter as to when the official day is, we thought it was going to be August the 12th, uh huh, which was a Monday. It is going to be that week, not necessarily Monday. Ah, interesting. It looks like it's going to be later on in the week that everybody goes. It's it's going to be that week. Okay. So uh, it's not like you have to worry that it's not going to happen. Sure. But it might be like a Wednesday or a Thursday or maybe even to the weekend before some shops open up. But uh, that's going to be the week. Yeah, 44 and a half. So I'd go a little higher. I'd go 48, somewhere in there. But we'll see. I think I think it's going to be under. Do you, do you think this is this is destined though for sixteen thirteen? I think first one to twenty four wins. Twenty four. I, I, I do think that there'll be. I can't see any either side getting to twenty four. Mm, These do. defenses are both they excellent. Are. Yeah, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was linebackers worry me a little bit. They only play two. I know. You only got to fight two of them. I know. But they still worry me. That you didn't like Colbert last year. It was okay. I mean, he flashed. I like Iowa State's linebackers better. Oh no doubt. I agree with uh, you Secondary-wise, I think the best player in the secondary for either school is Eisworth. I like Hankins a lot. I do, too. I like Eisworth better. Yeah. 
Geno Stone. Okay. That, that guy might be leaving early for the NFL, too. Yeah, perhaps. And Hankins, both of those mm-hmm. guys. They got size. I love the size in the Iowa secondary. Defensive line, Iowa State has never had this much. They never had these many defensive linemen. No, no. The depth Epinesa that is the best player on the field defensively. And Ray Golston, Lima. Yeah, it's, Lima's a good player. Yeah. Uh, Golston last year, he was terrific at times. Yes. Lattimore and Reef, middle of that uh, middle of that defensive line. Thoughts? That's the question mark. It is. To That's me. what remains. Mm-hmm. Lattimore needs to have that senior leap. We've seen it plenty of times in the past, and it can happen. And they got to find some rotation help too. We've seen Iowa. That defensive line has become really good the last couple of years and been good throughout games, not just for the first couple of quarters because of the depth that they've been able to build. Can they go seven, eight deep without the drop off that we've seen in the past? I'm not so sure. Van Vulcan, the the transfer that's coming in, All right? The grad transfer yep. that has two years of eligibility. Now, what does he provide? And he wasn't on the depth chart, right? Right, right. right. What can, guys like that? Kind of the unknown guys. John Wagner, can he mm-hmm. help out? Can he give What's them the part? Fifteen snaps. Nixon, a game? right? Davion Nixon, who has been hyped up all yes, over. Yes, he place. has. But the time is now. If they can find those guys, they certainly got a chance. But there's still question marks. And yeah, the middle of the defensive line, middle of that defense. That's the question mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. for Iowa. Love what they have on the outsides, defensive end, cornerbacks, safeties. They're in good shape. Linebackers, D tackles. I agree with you there. Question mark, certain. Uh, offensive line for Iowa. We love the tackles. I think uh, they're raving about Linderbaum, the center. Um, raving about him. Think yes. that they've got maybe one of their best centers that they've had in the last decades. They've had some players at that position. Bruce so. Nelson, yeah. James Daniels. Right. They've had some dudes. They've there. had some guys. Ference. Or Raphael Eubanks. Yeah. <laughs> had some guys. There's been a lot of really good centers. Iowa State returns their whole offensive line. They've got to be better. I thought the guy was offensive line better just because of the tackles, yeah. I think. And the, those tackles need to be better in the run game, though, for Iowa. Okay. Yep. They, they were Speaking excellent of the run pass, game, pass protection. Leave out the freshman. Can you make a call as to what which, uh, running back room you'd rather have? Oh, I Leave out the freshman? Leave out the freshman. Because both schools got freshmen. They do. That both schools are really excited and about. We're gonna and we're going to see, and, and absolutely, we're going to see a bunch of them. Here's one for you. We like a quarterback. You want the three three year starter senior, who's or about Bradford. to break a or about to break an Iowa record, or do you want the kid who saw his first action in October, and has three years of eligibility remaining? Well, it's not it's just for this game. For this game, yeah. Give me Nate Stanley. Okay, Nate Stanley threw five touchdowns over there last time he mm-hmm. made a trip mm-hmm. in his first ever road start. That was impressive. Yep, because I didn't anticipate nope. that at all. Nope. Now he's helped out. Wadley made a great play on the cutback. But he had the Amir Smith Marset making a grab. Yes, he did. Um, the answer should be: you don't even have to think about it. Senior quarterback, three-year starter, mm-hmm. slam dunk. It's not. It'll be Brock, Brock Purdy's first ever Cyhawk game it will too. Be. He'll get to do it at home. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But his first and how many times have we seen sophomore slumps? And there hasn't been conversation at all. About a step back from Purdy. Yeah, you know what? Let's save. That's a good one, Trent, because it's just a given that he's just going to continue to progress. Right? Yeah, that doesn't always happen. No, doesn't. Especially at the quarterback position. I don't know. Well, look, we've how many games he played? Nine, eight, nine, nine with the bowl game. I want to say sounds right. Uh, Anyways, we've got to get the copy. We'll do that next. Uh, He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. That's a topic we can revisit um, and should spend more time on it. 
and shortchanged it and apologized for doing so. But we're busy. Cappy is next. Mark Morehouse will follow uh, as we take you up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Time to talk to our buddy from Chicago. He's David Kaplan, NBC Sports Chicago, and, of course, ESPN 1000 during the mornings. Uh, Cappy joins us as we talk Chicago sports. Cap Ken, good to talk to you. How are you? Kenny, what's going on, my man? Well, good to talk to you, Cap. Heartbreaker again last night for the Cubs. Uh, They fought back. You know where I want to start? I want to start with Darvish, who was, I mean, Cap, you look at those first three innings. I know that it's more than a three-inning game, but 33 pitches, 25 of which were four strikes. So we know he's got it in him. He comes back. He gives up those runs in the fourth, but, you know, made it through six. Overall, you know, one bad inning, but not an awful performance from Darvish. No, I thought he was fine. He had, you know, velocity sitting real strong, breaking stuff was sharp. Yeah, gave up, you know, a couple of hits. I think he would like those pitches back. But beyond that, you know, you got to find a way to win that baseball game. And this team, for whatever reason, can't seem to get it done on the road. Six and 18, their last 24 isn't going to cut it. But I think I've been consistent with you as currently constructed. I don't believe the Chicago Cubs can win a World Series. And let me go farther than that. As constructed for $215 million or whatever the number is, there's a lot of holes on a roster that you've spent that much money. And that means the manager, who gets criticized more than he should, the manager has to manage a team. You get 25 guys. Daniel Descalso's right now not a Major League Baseball player. Okay, we're at 24. Right. On any given day, you also have Tyler Chatwood, who has now not pitched in nine days. He's basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. Now we're down to 23. Addison Russell, for me, is a bad specter hanging over the team and a bad baseball player and a bad person uh, who maybe they have fixed with treatment. That's fine. He shouldn't be on the roster. Right. Now we're down to 22 players. David Bodie has been terrible. Albert Elmore has been worse. Now we're down to 20 players, and I can keep going. And you look at their bullpen, there's still some holes there. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone trusts right now. So what I'm telling you is, on any given day, when you look at Joe Madden and you look at the lineup card and you look at who he's got on his bench, he's looking at it going, well, I got a starter going. I got four other starters who are unavailable, and I got like five, six guys who really can't play very well and shouldn't even be on this roster or got to start being better like David Bodie. I like him. He's got to be better. And he's playing with like 13 guys. That's it. Good luck to you, Joe. Go get him, big guy. Yeah, you're right, Cap. I think that's uh, that's completely fair. I guess the one guy in the bullpen uh, that we had some questions about, and, and maybe we shouldn't have when you realize that he missed as much time as he did. Since we last spoke, Kimbrell seems to be finding what made Craig Kimbrell. Fair to say? Yeah, he's always going to be that guy that's going to put some guys on. That's just who he is. But, you know, as I was talking to somebody yesterday from MLB Network, and he said to me, you got to understand something. This guy is completely out of his element right now. He was sitting at home in June, and now you drop him into Wrigley with no spring training. Yes, he's a talented guy who throws hard. Big league hitters crush big league fastballs. So he's got to get the feel back. And they said, 
That doesn't happen overnight. People that think, well, he's throwing 98, he's able to get these guys. Big league hitters crush 98. Crush. And so it takes time, and you got to be careful not to overuse them. You know, last week they pitched him four out of five days, and then he got Sunday off, he got Monday off, and everyone's like, well, why didn't you put him in in the eighth inning on Monday when Strope was struggling? Well, they weren't hitting Strope all over the yard. They put balls in play, no question about it. The one double into the right field corner I think was whack, but it was a ground ball down the the third baseline. They had a double play. They didn't get turned. And the next thing you know, a fly ball that Elmore broke in on first and then broke back and it went over his head. So you had enough that went wrong, but you weren't going to use Kimbrell there. So now he pitches one inning last night. I think he's available today. you got a day off tomorrow. You better find a way to get this thing turned around quick because you got Milwaukee, St. Louis, Milwaukee, your next three series after this. That could be a huge impediment. No, no question about it. Cap's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's been two years now, and they've yet to identify that leadoff hitter. It's been a revolving door, mostly Schwarber, uh, but we've seen Almora get some opportunities. I think Baez had a shot earlier in this year. Even Rizzo's been in that spot. They don't have a leadoff hitter, or are you comfortable with Schwarber in that spot? I'm not. Never have been. Never will be. Um, you know, he's a nice player. He gives you some pop off the, you know, in the batter's box. I'm not comfortable with him in the leadoff spot. And I think for $215 million or thereabouts, they do not have a roster good enough to win a World Series. Now, look, could, could they get in the playoffs and with their starting pitching get hot like the 83-win Cardinal team did, uh, the 05 White Sox did through starting pitching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously that can have, it can be fluky things happen but you got to look and go can they beat the dodgers yeah probably not can they beat the astros yeah probably not can they beat the yankees Mm, probably not so i look at those three teams right away the braves the nationals are starting to play better and they've got really good pitching so there's a bunch of teams that you go yeah i'm not quite sure they're good enough Mm. David Kaplan is our guest brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. All right, Cap, so they got a week to fix it via the trade route. Uh, what, what, where does that path take them? Do you go straight to the bullpen? Do you need a piece there? Do you want a position player? Al Morris is a really good fielder, but he's struggling in the batter's box big time. you got a week to do it. Wave your magic wand, Cap. What do you want done? i got to have a bat at the top of the lineup. I just do, and i got to get another bullpen arm. Have to. I mean, you know, I think Pedro Strope will get back to where he was, I think. But I'm just telling you, Kenny, you look at that team, and there's a lot of holes. Leadoff guy? Yep. Is that leadoff guy playing second base, or is that leadoff guy playing center field? Are you really rolling with Robel Garcia as one of your everyday guys? I'm not. I think it's a cool story. Mm -hmm. He has to prove a lot more to me. And then... You need a left-handed setup guy. You have to have one. But who are your bench bats? Hey, guess what? It's the seventh inning, and we got the first two guys on, and we got a hit for our pitcher. Am I hitting with Daniel Descalso? Please. Am I hitting with Robel Garcia against a high-leverage reliever in the postseason? Yeah, I'm not real convinced that one works. Am I hitting with Martin Maldonado? Because you're going to carry three catchers, which they did in 16 successfully. Yeah, I'm not really convinced there. Am I hitting with Albert Almora? Is Ian Happ the answer coming up in the minor league? Certainly doesn't seem like it because they haven't rushed to get him back here. Am I hitting with David Bodie? He better be better than he's been for the last five weeks. So 
What I'm telling you is, as currently constructed, they got a lot of holes. Mm. What about Rizzo, Cap? Does, does he need to elevate his game a little bit? Look, Brian's playing exceptionally well. Uh, Javier Baez, I think, is the MVP of the baseball team. Hayward's, I think, exceeded expectations so far this year. But what about the first baseman? Yeah, the first baseman's got to be better. Now, he's, you know, what was he hitting at going into yesterday's game? 290? Two, yeah, it's right around there, yep. Right around 290, which is above his career yep, average. Yep. He hit a grand slam the other day, uh, which was a key blow in a game you're trailing 3 nothing. He gives you a 4-3 lead. So he's had his moments, but I think he would tell you, yeah, i got to be more impactful at times. Uh, starting pitcher-wise, we know Lester goes today. Cole Hamels is uh, going to make a couple of starts with the Iowa Cubs. Not sure what his availability is going to be. Hendricks, do you think he's back, Cap, after? you know the, I thought they rushed him back prior to the All-Star break. I think post-All-Star break, Kyle Hendricks looks like himself. Uh, he does. He looks like he's you know, got that downward tilt on everything. He looks like he's comfortable. and Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think Drew Darvish is going to be fine. I think John Lester is fine. Mm-hmm. They just they need to get Hamels back. Yep. They need to add to this. They've got to get more impactful, you know, at bats out of this entire batting order. Chris Bryant's been great. Getting Contreras back, I think, will be a big help, yep. and I'm sure he'll get some time in the outfield. But Kyle Schwarber has to be better than a 229 hitter. I don't care that I get tweets. Take that, take that when he hits a home run mm-hmm. again. This isn't me being a hater because I love that team. This is me just being honest. A two twenty nine hitter at the top of my order, come on. we got to be better than that. Yeah, two twenty six as we start play today after the 0-4 last night. All right, spot the fifth spot in the rotation. You didn't mention Quintana. Mills has been, I think, okay. Who's the fifth starter, Cap? Uh, once Hamels is back. W- once Hamels is back, then Mills goes back to the minor league. Does he? So you've got your five guys, and you're rolling with your five veterans. Now, you know, my brother said to me, why don't you make Quintana your setup lefty in the postseason because you're not using five starters. Set up lefty in seventh, eighth inning leverage situations usually has to be a strikeout guy. I don't look at him and go, go get Cody Bellinger, big guy. He's a length guy. He's a 200-inning guy. He's not a 99-mile-an-hour 96 mile an hour with a heavy slider. That's not who he is. So I don't look at him as that impactful, situational, left-handed guy that you go, Christian Yelich is up with the bases loaded. Go get him, big guy. I just don't look at him that way. (laughs) Uh, One more on the Cubs and a couple on football. We'll let you go. It's a division question. The Cardinals begin play just a half a game out. You mentioned three against the Cardinals and six against the Brewers. That comprises the next nine uh, for this Cubs team. Uh, Cardinals a half a game out, Cap. Have you come around on this Cardinals team? We both thought the Brewers would be the team that would scare the Cubs the most, but yet here are those Cardinals again. Yeah, they're look, I told you all along, that's a good team. I don't know if they're an elite team. I don't know. Now, they could go out and make an impactful deal here at the deadline and add another starting pitcher. I don't know if they have enough starting pitching. I don't know if they have enough total pitching. But they're a certainly a well-run organization, a talented team. I'm just not sure they have all the parts necessary to look at it and go, yeah, we're all in. We can win the World Series. 
Uh, a lot of people think that the Bears have all the parts necessary to uh, contend for a Super Bowl. Your biggest concern is what? Is it kicker? Is it QB? Biggest concern on the Bears? Biggest concern on the Bears is injury. Injury, injury, injury. And then can Mitchell Trubisky mm-hmm. take the next step? If he takes the next step, and I'm not telling you he has to be 50 touchdowns and the MVP, but if he's a guy who can be a difference maker, the Chicago Bears can win the Super Bowl if they're healthy. All right, last thing for you, Cap. A week from today when we talk, we'll be talking about what's you a know, few hours left in the trade deadline or, oh my, what a huge trade the Cubs made earlier in the week. Is this going to be a trade that reverberates, meaning maybe even a name not Schwarber, an everyday player not named Schwarber gets plucked off that roster? Are we at that spot, or do we think it's just going to be you know, a tweak here, a tweak there? Um, I think there will be a trade that reverberates, but when you say a name not Schwarber off the main roster, look, they're not trading Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, or Contreras. Right. It's just not happening. So if you tell me that they're going to look in the mirror and go, yeah, we can win the World Series with this team, we got to go make the moves, they'll do it. They also have to be honest with themselves. If they look at this team and say, you know what, I don't think we have the pieces to go get all we need, let's just play this thing out. We'll make a couple tweaks. If we get lucky, we get lucky. But we're not putting Nico Horner, Miguel Amaya, Braylon Marquez, Cole Roderer, not doing it. We're not putting him in a deal. They have to be honest with themselves. You have to look in the mirror and go, do we have the pieces necessary to go get what we need? And if we get that, do we have a legitimate chance to win the World Series? For me, I don't think they do, and that's hard for me to say. Thank you, David Kaplan. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, partner. Look forward to it, Sparkles. Have a good time. <laughs> See you, buddy. David Kaplan uh, from uh, ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. He's brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone. Centurion Stone, if you're in the market for manufactured or natural stone to accent or to update your exterior or your interior project. Yes, think about that fireplace. Centurion Stone of Iowa offers a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your each and every need. It's They've got stone available in over 200 color and patter combinations. You can check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or carve out a couple of hours or even an hour, half an hour. Check out the showroom. You'll be glad you did. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. A big, big next... 10 days or so because there's some off date built in for this baseball team. Cappy mentioned that this schedule as they leave, uh, uh, as they leave San Francisco, uh, three at Milwaukee. Next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three at the Brewers. Then they come home again. Here come the three at the Cardinals. Then here come the Brewers. Those pesky Oakland A's show up for three. And you know what Cincinnati's done to the Cubs so far this year? What are they? Seven out of uh, 11, I think, have gone the Reds' way. They've got four with the Reds. This is a tough, tough, tough two, three weeks for this Cubs team who cling to a half-game lead going into day baseball. Trent rejoins the program. Oh, so does Mark Morehouse. We'll talk Hawks with Mark Morehouse of the Cedar Rapids Gazette. He's next. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. Key for details. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. 
right, welcome back. A few minutes late, so let's get right to Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. He was in Chicago last week at uh, Big Ten Football Media Days. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Good to speak with you. What did you learn about this Iowa program in Chicago uh, that maybe you didn't know or that uh, something that made you go take a closer look at, Mark? What would that be? Well, um, <laughs> this is not going to work, but uh, I, I have something. And the Big Ten Media Days to me was like, it was, it was a, it was, uh, just too much. It was so much going on at the same time. It, it kind of blew my mind. But uh, I, I, I asked, uh, if this is a leadership part of the year. This is where every idiot with a notebook asks about <laughs> leadership. And, of course, it, I took a turn. And uh, yeah. I think uh, I think Torin Young, I asked him about Nate Stanley being a leader, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, once in a while he get lucky and said, yeah, he's in the huddle one time and he looks at us and Got no, his nose is bleeding all the way down his face. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't remember a nosebleed. I don't remember that. So I went and asked Stanley. And he goes, Oh yeah, that was in practice. It was on a Friday, and I went to do a farmer blow, and all of a sudden, boom, blood <laughs> everywhere, blood flying. I'm like, I got to get through this rep. So that's what I learned <laughs> media days that I didn't know before. Uh, you get a chance to be a little bit candid with the guys, but mm-hmm. uh, you get to be candid with the guys with 900 of your media brethren. Right. So, uh, it is like a popcorn machine with questions, and I don't know how those guys get out of there without scrambled brains. Speaking of uh, scrambled brains, you brought up leadership, and it's one of those questions. You can't quantify it. You can't put it down on paper. There's not a number to equate it to. But we were talking earlier this hour about Nate Stanley and him as a leader. He's a quiet guy. He's improved in the media scrum. What do you think his teammates think about him? Is he is the kind of quarterback that can put a team on his back Maybe lead you to a division championship. Well, I don't. Uh, that's a pretty broad question, there, Trent. Um, <laughs> sure, maybe. Uh, I think he has a supreme. I don't supreme confidence. Um, but you know, hey, his teammates are out there. They were out there for Penn State last year. You know, they saw what broke down. They know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so they. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's just like any other player in the team as far when it comes to performance. He has to do everything he can to keep up his end of it. And the best thing he can do is be a good example. And I think Stanley wears that T-shirt, has worn that T-shirt since day one, since he's walked on campus. You can't, his his demeanor, maybe you want him to be more rah-rah, but, you know, I think you've you got to be you, too, you know. And I think Stanley, to stay within yourself, I think Ken O'Keefe nailed it in February, he said, uh, or January or December, I can't remember which, in the winter. He said he needs to focus on improvement, and I think carry that mantra and then throw 27 touchdowns and then be a second-round pick. That would work, and 27 touchdowns would certainly work. Is this going to be uh, – see, I don't think it's an explosive offense, Mark. Do you? That's a great question, and we're all kind of skipping over the fact that last year the running backs in this running game produced just six explosive run, uh, runs of more than 20 yards. Now, everybody I'm sorry, everybody has a different definition of explosive right. run. Uh, some people's 12 yards, some people's 16 yards. Um, I can't remember what Phil Parker said for Iowa. I want to say 16-ish. Not quite 20, but somewhere short of that. And Iowa only had six last year. Six. That's, you can't make a living on that. that. You guys saw what the pressure that put on Stanley in the passing game mm-hmm. on third downs, and they came through really early, about midway through the season, you know, his third down numbers were so far ahead of everybody else because the running game couldn't get him to third and short. 
So uh, I think that uh, that that that's just something that needs to get better. Are they built to win a shootout? I mean, if they if they go up against somebody, some can they score thirty five points in a game? That's if they have to, maybe they can't. We'll see on the explosive plays with the running game. Mm-hmm. We obviously need to see that. We need to see a running back who can get eight to twelve or. You know, more than two or three. I mean, they they just need to face fewer third downs. And I don't know the numbers. I don't have it in front of me. Explosive in the passing game. I think can that a lot of that. You know, obviously depends on the tight end. And yep. I I I think can Sean Byer be like George Kittle was in 2015? Now Kittle only had maybe 25 receptions, but I think he averaged 12 yards a catch or more than that. So. You know, they need somebody stretching the field. They have Amir Smith-Marset. He's the, one of the fastest guys on the team. They have uh, Brandon Smith, who is more of a wide receiver who is tr- like trying to cover a bear or a blanket. He really can't have an angle on him because he's so big and strong. But he's not particularly – he doesn't. He won't stretch the field very much. Or at least they don't – a lot of his re- receptions don't get, get that far. So, yeah, the explosive plays, uh, it's a huge question. And I think that was a great one, Ken. And that's something that probably – I imagine my friend and, and podcast partner, Scott Dockman, has probably written 10,000 words on by now. <laughs> yes, he has. Talking with I'm Mark kidding, Morehouse. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love Scott. You guys know that. <laughs> Takes a while to get I'm through those articles, though. Words. Yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. So you mentioned Amir Smith-Marset. Going back to the spring, there's been this continued murmur, I guess, if you will, about a doghouse. That was brought up with Kirk Ferentz in Chicago. He says no doghouse. What do you read between the lines here? He has some cleaning up to do. Uh, I don't think he had a great spring. Uh, I, I, I think he has uh, he has to get people, uh, the coaching staff's attention in a good way. And, and and he's such a good kid, and people love him. But you can't be jumping you can't be jumping in the air on kickoff returns. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. I know you you, you hurdled one guy once, you fumbled once too. So he's got to kind of listen. And I think this spring was sort of a referendum on that. And uh, We'll see where he comes out in the fall. He's an important piece of this team. He's a guy with uh, great. He has. He's one of those guys you can throw horizontal, and he can run so fast horizontally that he'll find a way to get upfield. So, I'd like to see Iowa unlock that. I'd like to see Amir let them unlock that. What do they have on Kayvon uh, Merriweather here? We, I, we like the secondary. I mean, Ojemudi and Brents and Hankins and Stone and you know some form of uh, of those guys on the field. But Ka- Merriweather is the at least on the depth chart to begin with, listed at the starter at the free safety position. I don't know if hardly anything about him, Mark, other than maybe some special teams duties. What do they think they have there? I think they think they have a rangy, a rangy safety um, who can, the way that Iowa does its coverage, uh, I think they have a safety who they think can maybe cover a, a third or maybe even half of the field. Um, I think he's that kind of an athlete, and you guys saw the the dunk uh, tweet this summer. I can't remember who put it out, but uh, basically it came from uh, uh, the baseline over somebody, and it was very impressive. It was one of those ones that would be on ESPN. Hmm. Uh, so I'm very curious. Uh, the football knowledge part. I mean, he played. He didn't play as much football as I think uh, most guys in the secondary right now, but it doesn't matter. You can download football information. You just have. And they have now, until, they had from spring until now, basically, to make sure he understands it. I think there's going to be some real athleticism coming out of the Iowa secondary. And I think, and I'm, I'm just, I, it's really kind of lacked that big. I thought Jake Gervonis did a nice job as sort of a stopper safety last year. 
no, they've not had one like Bob Sanders. Right. Um, I think you have. I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance to maybe have that kind of real stopper safety this year wow. between Gene between Gino and Kayvon. So this season, a lot of expectations. Of course, award lists are coming out. We we I think all kind of delete those things and don't mean a whole lot. I do. You do, and, and I'm the exact same way. Come in, they go right back out. But you got a lot of talent on this team. Now we're not sure about yeah. depth. Next year, your crossovers are Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State. Mm. That is incredibly daunting. Is it division title or bust for Iowa football this year? If they don't get it done now, would we be talking about Kirk Ferentz maybe another, never winning another division title? Uh, I don't want to put that cap on things because I don't know how long Kirk will be around or wants to be around, but... I think you. I think what you said is perfectly fair uh, this year with this year's expectations, with the Big Ten West being in the shape it's in. You know, Nebraska's picked to win it. I picked uh, Iowa to win it because I think this is the time. This is they won't have this kind of talent. They'll have a new quarterback in 2020. They'll have that schedule in 2020. Um, the schedule this year is tricky, but I think a lot of people see that there is going to be opportunity for this team. Uh, beyond in, in the professional football ranks after this season. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, so I think that people are starting to feel it this year, and I think there's a sense of urgency. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I, I, I think realistically, yeah, Darren's can spend all the time he wants tamping down expectations, but fan expectations are, are out of the, off the charts already. And uh, legitimately, I think Iowa has a chance to win the Big Ten West this year, which I always think is, is Iowa being – where it needs to be, and maybe as close to the topic as it can get, because on the other side, you're looking at Ohio State, and then beyond that, you're looking at the CFP. So I think big things could happen with this team, but also I think the Big Ten West could be three or four teams tied at 6-3, and and uh, that'll be fun for everybody. Would Wisconsin be one of those teams, Mark? Because I get the sense that not a lot of people feel that they are. Well, the newish offensive line, um, very new, right down the middle of the defense. Uh, new nose guard, new new inside linebackers, new safeties that is a big deal. So Wisconsin's defense, I think, might not be to standard. Wisconsin offensively, they do one thing, and they have a twenty-two yard yard yes, rush. They do Jonathan Taylor. So I would not count the Badgers out. A, a, an offense that does one thing and does it well can stamp out the West. Can maybe find enough defense. Can maybe uh, they do have some promise in the inside linebacker position. Um, they have they had some injuries last year in the defensive line, and a lot of those guys are returning. So, yeah, you can't cross off Wisconsin. You can't cross off Northwestern. You can't cross off Iowa. You can't cross off uh, Mini. Nebraska. You can't cross Minnesota off. I was talking to Greg Sharp, the uh, Nebraska play-by-play voice. I did a story in Nebraska and how Nebraska's dealing with uh, these heightened expectations, which people who have their eyes open in Nebraska are like, okay, we were 4-8 and eight last year. I don't know about this division title thing. Um, but Greg picked Minnesota, and I was like, "Huh." So did Ken. Yeah, but you know, if you look at you can, if you look at it, you guys, Minnesota has a chance to be one of those teams that that rushes mostly out of oh. rushes for two hundred and twenty five yards a game. What that does for you in the Big Ten West is controls clock, keeps score down, and helps you win. W and L did after we got back from Chicago. I came up with Iowa six and three, Minnesota six and three. Iowa with the tiebreaker getting there. I think it's going to be a good one. Hey, just 20 seconds left. Quickly, you're a Packers fan. Mike Daniels, he gets cut today by the Packers. You covered him, and it's your favorite football team. 
Yeah, it breaks my heart a little bit. Mike is such a good guy, and I saw Aaron Nagler, and he runs the uh, Blackheart Gold Panther Packers, and he t- he tweeted out what a great guy Mike was, and, and uh, beating him on Twitter, sticking him out in the locker room. That's Mike Daniels. Um, it is year seven for him, and that gets to be tough for in, in, to, to, in seven or eight years as a defensive lineman in the NFL. That, that's 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 long time. That's a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it works. I'm hoping it works out for the Packers. I'm an owner. <laughs> of course you are. I think it'll work out for Mike Daniels. I believe he'll be in training camp this weekend for somebody. Yeah, hey, Mark, we're out of time, brother. Thank you. Good to talk to you. You bet, guys. Thanks for having Good me. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. A portion of that interview brought to us by Fuller Associates, Fuller Family Dentistry, FullerDental.net. All right, Murph and Andy at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Morning Rush will start it all again tomorrow. Speaking of which, Bill Bender's going to be here. We're going to do a piece on the Iowa Wild. Uh, we've got Hawkeye basketball media availability today. Pat Hardy's going to join us. We're back tomorrow with 10. The one sports.